Hey, listeners, would you like to quickly uncover the profit potential in your small firm or business? Apply to be a guest on my monthly Profit Potential Audit interview series at www.dianalidstone.com slash audit. Plus, you get to spread the word about your business. You're listening to the Work Less, Profit More business podcast for accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, and other expert professionals. Hey, listeners, I'm Diana Lidstone, business strategist, marketing catalyst known for my straight talk, no BS, and for getting truly awesome results for my clients. In today's episode, I am so excited to share with you and bring to the podcast my friend Ron Weeb, who for... 20 years or so has been a commercial real estate broker and for the last 10 years or so, a business broker. Now, Ron and I met years and we won't tell them how many years, right, Ron? (laughs) But welcome to the show. We met at networking events, right? Thank you. Absolutely. And it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, It was probably, I don't know, nine or 10 years ago, we met at, you know, these networking events where back then they were all face-to-face, right? Every, I don't know, was it Tuesday morning? It was a B and i kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then you and I joined a business program, business coaching program, which part of it was a sort of a mastermind. That program only existed for, I don't know, was it six months? Something Something like, like, yeah. And we've now have kept up this mastermind. You and myself and another gentleman have kept up this mastermind for these last number of years. And every Friday morning we get on a call and I love our time together. So thank you. Thank you. It is great indeed. And it has been quite a number of years since we started the telephone mastermind group. Yeah, It is great to connect all the time. I know I've been here in the Thousand Islands for eight years, so I'm pretty sure it's been eight moving on nine years. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So why don't you tell listeners exactly what it is you do and who you do it for? But let's be clear. You have two businesses, and today we're only going to talk about one business. Absolutely. So the business that you and I plan to discuss is a company called Investaprise. It's a small agency. We have three other brokers, including myself. We have some part-time admin people helping us out with the paperwork, that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And really what we're doing is helping the street business owners, helping them to either retire, which means selling their business, or Of course, there's people who want to grow their business or want to, rather than start a business from scratch, they want to buy that business. So we help facilitate that. And we're actually intermediaries. So we hold both the seller's hand as well as the buyer's hand. We're like, want to get two people married. (laughs) Cool. And so what type of businesses, because I know you and your business, you don't handle every type of business. You have kind of a sweet spot. Yeah, for sure. So we do in the real sense. We are multifaceted when it comes to the types of business we sell. So for instance, we're in due diligence, serious due diligence right now with a chemical company. We have a landscaping company that we're in the process of selling right now. We have a daycare that we're selling. So we do sell all types of businesses. But when it comes to the sweet spot, when we talk about Main Street businesses, of course, we're not talking about the Kraft Foods or the Coca-Colas of the world. We're talking about businesses that would probably sell million dollars, million and a half. So sometimes 
sometimes we're selling a business that's going to sell for 500,000. Sometimes we're going to sell a business that's going to sell for two and a half million. But our real sweet spot where we can really shine probably a million, million and a half dollar uh, price on that business. So you use the term main street. So I'm guessing it's like if you drive down the main street of, you know, your local small city, you know, they have a storefront typically would be. Sure. Could be that. So think we just facilitated a sale of a mechanical garage, a car garage. We just facilitated a sale of a marine on the South Shore. So those are kind of, you know, the yeah. garage is kind of main street. So yeah, it could be a pharmacy. It could be a shoe repair shop, a dry cleaner, that type of thing, main street. But also if you think about driving through some of the industrial parks. So this is where you'd find our chemical company that's right. Yeah. We're selling, for instance, a specialty paper company. And I won't go into the details of that, but they were located in an industrial park. So okay. if you drive through any, like you say, main street. So most of them, they're privately held companies, often they're mom and pop type businesses, but mm-hmm. they could employ 20, 30 people. And they're actually the backbone of the Canadian industry, right? For they, sure. For yeah, sure. They the bulk of the people. Yeah. Good. Okay. So here's the $64,000 question. If you and I were having this conversation six months from now and everything was going swimmingly for you, Perhaps you could have waved a magic wand, but what would your business look like? And maybe, you know, pick one or two areas that you think you'd really like to have changed. For sure. So after much thought and review, it was very plain to me that if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, we would be in deep doo-doo because we don't have systems and policies written in place where everybody, all of our staff knows exactly, okay, what's next? I know everything. I can tell you, we can sit and have a glass of wine or more, and I could talk to you by the hour about what we do and how we do it and what's the process from the beginning to the end. But ask me to send that to you in writing, it would be like, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Ron, you know, you're not the only one. And I think that is so common because, you know, we start our businesses and when we start our businesses, very often we are the only one, right? And so it's all up here in our heads and to put it in writing is something that we don't do, but it is something that, like you say, if you left the office at five o'clock today and you walked across the street and got hit by a bus, would your business be able to continue not to function, but to grow? And that's the issue. So good. Okay, so we've identified that. Would there be something else that you would like to change in your business? Well, again, you know, when you look at that, that aspect, like why hasn't that happened? Mm -hmm. You know, I come to the conclusion that And like my clients, which is a shame. So I'm like the shoemaker's kids, right? I go (laughs) going barefoot because I don't have time for myself. Yeah. And so obviously that's what's required is to make an appointment with myself each week to see these things accomplished. Now, maybe I don't have to do them myself, but I can at least sit down, plan it out and find out, okay, who can write these policies? How do we transfer what's in my head onto a piece of paper or into a computer, right? Some alone time. So I call that a CEO date with ourselves kind of thing. And, you know, before we started this recording, I walked you through the grow success calculator. 
And you also mentioned when you did that, that you would love to spend more time doing what you love doing, which I know is networking, rather than, you know, entering data into the computer to analyze a business, for instance. 100%. So before coming online with you and recording this, I just came from a networking, a breakfast networking. Yesterday, I was downtown at a M&A club, networking, meeting new people. And really, that's where I can really get our message across and make the phone ring because I've met all of these new people and they don't know who to call. But because I was networking, pressing the flesh, so to speak, and kissing babies, they say, hey, why don't we call this Ron guy that we met, right? And that's where I'd prefer to be as a Opposed to locked into an office behind a screen. And I think that's the key that's, I'll say CEOs, but visionary leaders of businesses have to know what their true gift is, and they have to focus on doing that and let the other stuff be done by other people. So you kind of hinted at it before, you've got to, instead of asking the question, what needs to get done? The question needs to be, who needs to do it? Indeed. And it's not you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, when we did the grow success calculator, we identified that you were kind of in what I call the messy middle or the small firm growth trap. And it's that you are wearing the hat of the chief everything officer. So you are doing some of the inputting. It's, so that's administrative. You're doing some of, you know, the networking, which is, you know, driving the business forward. So you're not unlike a whole lot of other business owners. So I just want to share that with you and with the listeners today. For those listeners who want to know more about profit potential journey of a business or the business growth journey, you can go back to episode 75, where I talk about the four different phases, the unknown expert, the chief everything officer, the visionary leader, and then the legacy leader. So, okay. Let's get to some action steps here because I want everybody who comes on the show and I also want for our listeners, the action step is you mentioned you've got to get these things out of your head and into writing into a probably what you might call an employee handbook or a business handbook. And tell us why that is so important from a business broker's point of view. And that's, you know, I was saying earlier about the shoemaker's kids going bare feet because the shoemaker is so busy servicing everybody else that he doesn't take the proper care and time to do something for himself, which would accelerate and grow their business. And one of the things we do as business brokers, when we go in and we start interrogating our would-be clients, and we're asking them all kinds of questions. What do you do here? How do you do that? Do you have key people in place? Do you have an employee handbook? And these are all key selling features. This is what can separate two identical businesses, we'll say. One has everything in writing, has an employee handbook. Everybody knows what to do, who's going to do it. When somebody goes on vacation, how do things happen, etc. That business is more valuable to a buyer than another business that everything is locked into the owner's head. And again, you know, the bus scenario. Yeah. And so which business would you want to buy if everything being equal except for this, right? And so here I am without it. And yet I preach it to my clients. That's okay. That's okay. Your action step, you've already alluded to that you would set aside time, I'm hoping every week, for yes. a CEO date. And I have a checklist that is going to be in the show notes for those listeners so that you can set aside 
time consistently every single week to work on your business versus working in your business. And the other download that's going to be available in the show notes is that there is a chapter in a book that I wrote, and it's a PDF that you can download. It's called Think Like a CEO. It's in a book that I wrote, compilation book with Brian Tracy. And it actually talks about things for you to shift your mindset, because it really is a mindset shift to start thinking like the CEO of your business or the visionary leader, as I call it, rather than the chief everything officer. So how does that feel to you, that one action step? Is that something that you think is doable? Absolutely. And I think by doing this, it'll take a lot of pressure off self-pressure mm-hmm. because you know, when you finish your day and then you realize all of the things that still need to be done that you didn't do, I think by setting that time aside for myself, for the business, it would just give you a sense of accomplishment. Perfect. Perfect. It's true. It does. It really does. So I'm going to follow up with you in the next uh, 24 hours with some of my notes and some of the recommendations. Any final words, Ron? Not at all. I really enjoy this time together. (laughs) And and you know, I I went through the growth to success. uh, Calculator. Calculator, and I was saying, Oh my gosh, this is just like when I was in high school. I just barely passed. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really meant so. Here, I'll ask you did it highlight some of the things where you could improve your business? Oh my gosh, we just touched the tip of the iceberg. There is so much information in here. It's like, What an eye opener! And you know, I've been an entrepreneur like all of my life. And so to see this, it's like, wow, Ron, you're you're missing the boat. And hence, we're in business to make money and how much money I've left on the table. Now that you're aware of where you are, you can really quickly identify those areas that you can improve. So thank you so much for being my guest today on this Profit Potential Audit interview. And listeners, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Work Less, Profit More Business podcast. And if you would like to be a guest on one of these interviews, simply go to www.dianalidstone.com forward slash audit. Bye for now. Diana here again. You know, I talked about the Grow Success Calculator. Well, it's a useful tool that I use with each and every client in my one-on-one business accelerator program. It can be used like we did today to highlight areas that could be improved, but it also can be used as a benchmark. And so the clients can measure their progress. The calculator is part of my own personal intellectual property. So if you would like to know how you can create some of your own intellectual property, simply book a grow strategy session at slash apply. You can do this. Bye for now.